What's this? What's this? The tagline's on the air. What's this? What's this? My brother's in his chair. Anyways. What's going on, everybody? It is Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Central Time. It is time for the tagline from the Cinefanatics. That is the show where the tagline is the title. What's going on, y'all? We are here. My name is Robert Adams. I'm Chris Adams. That's right. He's upright and sitting in a chair. For now. Pretty straight. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, we weren't here last, uh, what was it, last Tuesday. We didn't do uh, anything last Tuesday. We uh, my camera is still too high. No, you're just slouched over. That's true. I have bad posture, guys. <laughs> as it turns out. Ooh, that is blurry on here. Oh, that's just my computer. Okay, cool. Has nothing to do with the general public. It's only me and my laptop that I'm concerned about at this point going forward. <laughs> Oh look, that monitor, and then this and this technical thing, and, and that technical thing, and a, nobody cares. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff we got to cover tonight. Tonight's gonna be a packed, packed night because we've got about two weeks of stuff we got to talk about. You're welcome. Yeah, settle in. <laughs> yep, it's gonna be a fun night. Uh, anyways, uh, right off the bat, how you doing? Yeah, let's hear this one. This one's gonna be this one's gonna be a while, folks. I'm doing okay. Do you care to elaborate that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I mean. uh, so uh, I wasn't doing great last week, and I'm doing great this week. Oh, well, thank you for elaborating on that. That's exactly what I expected. I, I mean, that's the answer to the, to the exact question you asked. How are you doing? I'm doing better. Yeah. <laughs> better? Better get me a bucket. <laughs> for those of y'all know that reference. Oh, Mr. Creosote. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate that. Gross. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, no, last week I, uh, so Monday morning I woke up just the worst possible way. You wake up and the room is spinning and you're like, why? Why? I was laying still sleeping the entire night. Why am I waking up to a spinning room? No, now here's the thing. I got to interject real quick because that Monday morning I woke up in the most, the most, the worst way. I woke Excuse up. Me? I woke up to my Excuse me. to my little brother. You woke up in the worst way. I woke up in the worst way. I was passed out. My brother wakes me up, going, "Hey, I need you to take me to a doctor." And I'm like, "I was still trying to sleep." <laughs> it's not the worst way. <laughs> Screw you! Right in the face hole. <laughs> Welcome to our family channel. Um, <laughs> Ooh, no, we can't say that. That, that. that was a thing back in the '90s. Whatever. Anyway, so. Yeah, I woke up room spinning, and I was like, well, this is awful because now I can't go out and do any work today and make any money today because I can't get behind the wheel of a vehicle. Um, Which is always fun. Went to the chiropractor, got adjusted, still still spinning, still dizzy, still can't get behind the wheel of a vehicle. Went home, laid in bed pretty much the rest of the day, really unable to eat anything because the stomach reacts to... This for those of y'all that enjoy stuff like this, you will understand that if if you partake in enough of that, you know roughly about how I was feeling in terms of headspace. If you close your eyes and the world is spinning, guess yeah. what's about to happen next? Anyway, so, Mr. Creosote. Yeah, great. Not able to uh, eat anything. 
And then Tuesday, pretty much the same. So we weren't able to do tagline because I was still in bed pretty much the entire day. Almost not really able to eat anything until mm-hmm. that night. And then Wednesday, I started feeling a little bit better. And then a week later, feeling good. Good. I can't uh, can't say the same about the uh, dang pillow I'm using right now. Got a new one coming in the mail. Super excited about that. The one I'm using right now, though, leaves me not feeling so fantastic when I wake up in terms of, like, neck stiffness. Mm-hmm. But at least I'm pretty sure I'm not going to wake up dizzy with it. So <laughs> take the win where you can get it. So because it's completely unfair that you get to schler, schler, share your sl- – I don't know. I'm making up words already. Like, I've barely had any of this. You just took a sip. And most of this is ginger ale. You just took a schlip. A schlip? I yeah. just took a schlip of that? I'm scared uh, that that is a racist term somewhere at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be uh, careful with these words that you make up, because you might not have made them up. Because, well, I was going to say, it's not fair that you get to share your sleeping habits. See, I was trying to say share and sleep. You get to share your sleeping habits, and I don't. Uh, Nobody I, cares about yours, because you're fine. Yeah, because, uh, see, you well, sleep okay. for example, I'm overweight. I sleep on a mattress that's over 10 years old, on a pillow that's probably over, like, 8 years old, and I sleep on my stomach. And, um, and the mattress is on a futon, which And the mattress is on a futon frame. Any real bearing, because it's just the frame, but... Yeah, uh, so it's not the best bed setup ever. I absolutely love it. It's so comfortable, and I wake up every morning wanting to like not leave the bed. I wonder how you would feel if you got a new mattress. I don't know. I like. I'm kind of afraid of change. Uh, I okay. No, <laughs> again, you still have not explained that tattoo. The tattoo and means we change. We, yeah. There you go. We don't have time for the details tonight. That was easy to explain. It means change. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's what was happening last week, guys. I was spinning, the room was spinning, and to be able to sit here on camera, if we did tagline last week, I would be doing this the entire time. For for our audio listeners, I'm rocking back and forth right now. Yeah. Real exciting stuff. Yeah, real exciting stuff. <laughs> Brian Nussbaum's in our chat saying, "For audio listeners, yeah. you won't see Chris moving his hands." Yeah, for audio listeners, uh, some of the descriptions of this is. It's going to be kind of hard because we're like sitting here like, <laughs> to quote Ricky Bobby, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, here's the thing, though. Like also, also, Brian Nussbaum is saying evening, Butabi Brothers. So much like that, when you had that issue, even though your head wasn't doing it, the inside of your head was. Yes, my brain was wondering what love this. was. You cannot do this while looking at the monitor because yeah. you will throw yourself off. Just look at the lens. There you go. My brain was wondering what love was, <laughs> and it was hurting me. <laughs> nice. Um, so that that's that's been the fun that we've been having here. It's, it's been, um, that's the fun that I've been having. You've had had no fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm here to help you. Which, and funny complain enough, about is, being woken up. Funny enough, I've I'm the one that's been having no fun, and you've been having just a normal time. I've just been normal, like normal. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, my own issues and problems and stuff aside, just <laughs> this isn't centered on me right now. I'll do my own thing, whatever. Um, when I'm better. Yeah. Uh, so once again, I've mentioned it on the tagline before, and I'm gonna mention it again because this is the situation that we're looking at. Um, right now for his neck vertigo issues um 
it, it, it requires him. There's no like surgery or anything really to fix it. It just requires you having to go see a chiropractor a lot. Yeah. Um, right now, two times a week. Which during this time, it's really hard to be able to afford to go get adjusted and see a chiropractor at least two times. You really should be seeing them like three times a week yeah, or be, so to be, get this completely like pressed out and stuff. I think he just like redoes the muscles and readjusts you. And he physically pushes my neck, neck discs back into place and then snaps my head. Here's the thing. After watching all these movie like action movies where they take a person and they're like... And the person's dead. How do they do that, like, in real life when a chiropractor just adjusts you? Like, oh, I feel years, better now. Years and years of medical training. Yeah. Knowing exactly where to grab and how to do it. <laughs> so I always thought that was funny. Like, yeah. every time I see a chiropractor do that, I'm like, oh, he just killed my brother. Oh, no, he's still f- here. Okay, nope. good. I don't have to host the tagline by myself. I actually feel um, the opposite of dead. I feel a little bit better. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, theoretically, I need to be doing three times a week because my neck falls out of adjustment within like a matter of two days <laughs> yeah anyways uh so that being said here comes the uh money asking portion of the show right at the very top like we always like to do um please if y'all have any questions y'all have anything you want to say please feel free to attach some numbers to it there is streamlabs.com slash son of fanatics or if this thing works right there you go it's also in the chat there's a link oh, you can click in the chat look at that. yeah i just learned how to do that so uh, click on that link, please send something in through Streamlabs because anything right now is going to help because pretty much like this should be going to helping to build the channel and you know like yeah. trips and stuff, but we're not taking trips and stuff, so don't worry about that. But uh, this needs to go towards like he's busy working just trying to be able to pay rent and utilities and food and whatnot. This is this little extra that we need for these trips to the chiropractor, which is going to take probably like what another couple of months or so. Oh, a couple months denotes two months. It's going to take longer than that. Yeah. So uh, here's the thing. By the time the world <laughs> is uh, over over the pandemic, I'm hoping that I'm at least a lot straighter in terms of the next stuff. Phrasing. Stop. <laughs> um, so that that's what I'm hoping. You know, we we imagine it's what, like another six months of, the, of this nonsense, give or take. That's what mm. I imagine – six months of going to the chiropractor at least two times a week will hopefully straighten me out yeah uh andres is in the chat saying i was gonna send you the link for the neck pillow oh yeah on uh facebook yeah uh the pillow i got but i truthfully stole it from my ex so it's gonna be a bit longer you stole the link for the neck pillow from your ex and you can't provide that link to another person okay sometimes (laughs) i worry about you (laughs) This is way to already send you 10 bucks and you spent it already. Yeah, because those trips are like, what, $35 a piece or so? At least, yeah. Something like that. Uh, anyways, uh, by the way, those of y'all in the chat, thank you for being here at the top of the show. Thank y'all for joining us. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight with oh, yeah. this stuff. Uh, I do like Garth. Schmodown reactions will be a bit different. Whenever they say spin again, Chris will flinch. <laughs> the spin is in the spin is in and the spin won't stop being in get rid of the spin get the spin out of here the freaking spin out of yeah (laughs) stop with the spin already anyways um yeah so again if y'all have any questions drop those in stream labs super chat if you would like uh did you fix the paypal thing with the stream labs i think i did somebody can send in a stream lab and uh let me know 
Okay. Well, Andres just uh, dropped a $10 uh, super chat there saying, here's another 10. Much love, guys. Thank you, Andres. Dope. Thank, Thank you, man. That will help. Um, if anyone would like to test out our Streamlabs to see if you could send in PayPal, that would be fantastic. Andres, <laughs> this message is to you. Ramses, you are the best. Why did that sound like Borat? Because we've been talking about <laughs> Borat so much that <laughs> my Borat and my Nacho are just kind of <laughs> tied together at this point. <laughs> you are the best. Wow, very nice. Otherwise, are very nice. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Anyways. Wow, wow, we will. I've had the diarrhea since Easter's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There it is. There uh, Nailed it. Nailed it. Hey, we're a movie show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're barely talking about movies yet. So far, we're talking about Vertigo and not the movie. We're like the exact opposite of SCN Live over here, except we still do fart noises. Yeah, and we don't say uh, bad words. Yeah, it's true. It's okay. You can still be entertained without saying bad words, right? You can still have some flipping fun. Yeah, absolutely, damn it. I mean, wait, uh, dang it. Uh, so, uh, let's see. What else are we moving on to tonight? Uh, what did we watch recently? Did I mention the Streamlabs and the Super... Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Patreon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to do that? Are we doing it on top? Yeah. We can do it on top, and we'll do it on the bottom also. Uh, so, for the Patreon for this month, uh, we are going to be doing two... Mo- well, we didn't test that other thing. This is how I think, like, mid-sentence on, uh, on air. I'm just going to assume it's working, and if not, we can ad- make adjustments later. Yeah. Uh, but that uh, one's not a Patreon. That one's public. Well, Yeah. Well, we're going to be doing two watch-alongs this month. Uh, as of right now, we have planned, not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday night. I'm not sure exactly what time because I didn't talk to Andres in the chat about that. Andres. But it's more than likely going to be probably roughly around this time is probably what I would shoot for after I get off work. If I'm working on that Saturday, I don't know. I don't get the schedule till like hours before I have to work. It hey, Andres, how, how are you for uh, nine central? Yeah. <laughs> next, <this laughs> Let's Saturday, solidify this, this right now. Next Saturday? Not this uh, Saturday, next Saturday. Maybe not nine central. Well, we'll see. Um, anyways, uh, Saturday, the 24th, uh, the Patreon it will be a Patreon watch along. Uh, it is going to be myself and Andres in the chat. Uh, we will be doing a watch along of The Evil Dead. Ooh. This is the original 1981 Evil Dead, not the 2013 remake. We're doing the original, uh, which is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I'm so excited for this, guys. Because you are not going to be watching it. I will not be there. Uh, For those of y'all who are familiar with us, my brother's not a huge horror movie fan, and me being a good, proper, older brother would... I I, I tell him what movies I feel like he's going to be able to watch and which ones he can't watch. Which Uh, ones I'd be okay with watching. Let's word it that way. uh, That way, too. I mean, I make the decisions on what goes in my eyeballs. Part of it is, like, uh, of course, like, you don't want to watch a movie that's, like, very heavy in gore. While the gore in 1981's Evil Dead... It's like Play-Doh in stop yeah. motion. It's still it's it's still pretty brutal. I'm just still not. I'm generally not a fan of body parts and guts going in places that they shouldn't be going, or coming out of places that they should be staying in. Exactly. Um, in the case of Evil Dead, uh, so therefore he will not be participating in that. Uh, we so it's going to be Andres and myself uh, doing that one because I just absolutely make him watch Martyrs. No, 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 no. We're not watching. We're not making them watch Martyrs. Um, 
So, yeah, we're doing Evil Dead. Absolutely love that movie. It, we're going to have so much fun because I could talk about that movie all day. It also works out because I believe I'm shooting a wedding that night. Yeah, so you're going to be filming something Yay! or another. To work. You're going to be filming two people falling in love and... While I have a mask on my face. Binding their ties legally to each other for the rest of their lives. While I got a mask on While I watch Evil Dead. That seems about right. What a what a night. What a <laughs> night for everybody. <laughs> oh, what a night. Um. Anyways, so... Now, that's going to be on the Patreon would we would normally ask you to do that at the ten dollar tier oh yeah so we're making some changes uh to patreon <laughs> what a setup we're making some some changes to patreon uh these changes are going to be unfortunately they're going to be slow yeah, because slow. we just we don't have the ability just to turn us flip a switch and everything is brand new and everything so some of this is going to take some time uh one of the changes that we will go ahead to uh, announce right now is in the future we we currently have like what a one dollar five dollar and ten dollar tier and that's about how long it's going to take for me to get through this yeah um god i need to turn on the ac it is hot in here um in the future, the ten, or as of right now, the $10 tier is the tier that you need to be on to do a movie watch along with us. Yeah. Uh, we have some new ideas for the $10 tier. Yeah. Um, there's going to be, uh, I guess, as of right now, I don't have the details all ironed out. The deets. We're going to have a whole new show, essentially, is what I believe we're planning on. We're thinking about doing a whole different piece of content, a whole different show, possibly streamed, possibly pre-recorded. Don't know. Don't know iron anything about it yet. We got to iron out the details. We're tossing around ideas and thinking about them. So, But that's going to be coming to the $10 tier yep. um, soon. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know a timetable on this. Uh, but the one thing that... We're making announcements before we should at this point. Yeah. Uh, what he's about to say is that the $5 tier is now going to be available for the movie watch-alongs. Oh, yeah. So starting with The Evil Dead on Saturday the 24th, uh, if you are at the $5 tier on up, you'll be able to join us on the watch-alongs. There you go. So Nailed it. Uh, yeah, so everybody at the $10 tier right now, we really, Good Lord, I'm long -winded. We really appreciate you being at that <laughs> tier and understand that at this moment in time, we're not going to have anything specifically to offer for that tier at this exact moment. Uh, hang tight if you can, please, please hang tight in that tier because it really helps. But if not, we completely understand if you uh, bump down to the five, just because that's where the movie's going to be at. But um, at the same time, though, we know who's on the ten dollar tier, and we really like the people that are on the ten dollar tier. So, yeah. I mean, if you'd like to stay on the ten dollar tier, feel free to stay on the ten dollar tier. We'd really appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate it, especially right now. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Assemble show, yes, Garth. That's that's what we it's just, about to be. Part of it is we also just want to give more access to people to be able to jump in on the movie watch alongs also. So there's more people sharing in the, the joy and the fun of watching a movie together. Yeah. So real quick, just a quick diversion. Uh, Garth did throw in a Streamlabs to PayPal oh, yeah. saying this is a test. This is only a test. Will PayPal work? I hope your back feels better, Chris. Um, I know it must have gotten hurt over years of carrying Robert on your back. So nice to let you. I'm going to stop reading your stuff, Garth. So nice you let him participate in your show. And I that's kid, where that is. No, he's not kidding. 
Uh, so, I mean, we got... Now the... that you mention it, Garth, my back has been feeling a little rough lately. So, how does that work with PayPal? Does, like, the anything that people send into PayPal, does that just immediately go straight through Streamlabs to PayPal, or do we have to, like... I don't know. Let's worry about it off camera. Well, I don't know if that's a part of, like, this test or not. We, we got it. Oh, okay. So, it's in Streamlabs. We'll figure out the rest of it from there, but yes, we, we got it, Garth. Good job. <laughs> Uh, Andra says, sure, you're filming a wedding, but does it involve the Necronomicon? If only. If only. Because, you know, if if the officiant of the wedding was reading from the Necronomicon and not the Bible, that would be a great wedding. I or, mean, I have no idea. Not a, not a wedding I'd want to be at physically, it, it, but it's definitely a wedding I would want to watch like on look, video. It very well could. I do not stand in judgment of people and how they want to do their weddings. Um, probably gonna say a few prayers over myself if that's if that's the case, just to kind of cover some stuff. But you, otherwise, you know what the Necronomicon is, right? Got it. Yeah, Book of the Dead. Book of the Dead. Yeah, bound in human skin and written in blood. Mm. Gross. Yeah. Anyways, if you want to hear more about <laughs> this kind of subject, join us on that uh, watch along. Again, uh, I don't stand in judgment of people. It would be I, wreck three. <laughs> I just let them do what they want to do, and I just uh, shoot it with a camera, apparently. <laughs> Garth, honey, why is our wedding video spinning around like that? Because my brother has vertigo. <laughs> he holds a camera. He spins around. Therefore, the camera spins around. I mean, physics. My body can stay physically still. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's get ready to talk schmo down. Is that Shug? That's is Shug. that Sugar Bear? Sugar Bear. Yeah. Uh, what's going on, y'all? Can we get, like, an image just for him whenever he pops in? We'll just pop up, uh, Peter from Deadpool. Sugar Bear! No, I'm actually gonna pop up an image of, uh, Sugar Bear from, uh, the cereal. Golden Grams? Or Gold, uh, Golden? Uh, no, not Golden Grams. Uh, it's not Smacks. It's the one, uh, Golden Crisp. Golden Crisp, yeah. Yeah, Sugar for those of, was the frog. Those, of, those of y'all who grew up in, like, the 80s and 90s, <laughs> this turned into, like, the cereal fanatics. Oh, by the way, the Monster Cereals are back. That would be a fantastic back. channel. The Monster Cereals are back yeah, in I, the store. I got Count Chocula right now. I, I need, like, my next day off, I'm I'm spending all day going to town on some Count Chocula and Frankenberry. Some, they got booberry now too. They got booberry. I can never remember. So if I've movies, ever had guys. Booberry. Those are things that exist. I think maybe. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about what we uh, watched lately. Oh, good lord! This has been like here's here's the thing. Like typically over the past like couple of weeks, we're like ah, I managed to squeeze in like one new movie. Uh, no, I'm um, not squeezing anything. I'm making up some ground. Yeah, uh, we've actually had some pretty good catch ups here. Um, catch up. Yeah. Um, no mustard, though. Would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. I'm quick with this stuff. One of the movies that you have seen better have I'll been Vertigo. No. You had every opportunity. You're laying and in bed. And I have bed. every reason to stay away from it. Just in name alone, really. But Anyway, I caught up on some stuff. A uh, couple good movies. A really good movie. A really bad movie. And just... Some okay stuff. Okay. Uh, first thing I caught up with was that movie, A Simple Favor. Uh, oh, that's good. Paul Feig directed it with uh, Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Paul Feig. Feig, whatever. <laughs> you got to interject somewhere to try to, I know more than you. <sighs> I doubt your commitment to sparkle motion. That's fair. <laughs> that's very fair. I want this microphone in my face. Anyway, so, yeah, watch that. Uh, movie kind of started off and I was like I'm not really interested in what's happening here but by the end of it I was like 
nice little story you got nice little twist nice little uh nice little this and that and very descriptive i know but <laughs> nice little po- product plug for aviation gin yeah. by blake lively that was hilarious she pulled, i love that she pulled out the gin that her uh husband owns that's one of those like uh, the product placements like uh, sometimes will take you out but when blake lively pulls out the aviation gin at the beginning of that i was like all right <laughs> this is a good movie <laughs> yeah so that's uh that's one uh, I'm gonna rush through a lot of these. Uh, Simple favor gets my recommendation if you haven't seen it, check it out. I believe it's I think it's still on. It's probably that one's gonna be on like on Hulu forever. Is it on Hulu? It's, uh, on, uh, it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah. So check out that one. It's on Hulu streaming right now. Um, the other one I watched, which is also on Hulu, uh, is one I should have caught up on and one that we should have seen last year, but decided not oh, yeah. to. For some reason, probably my fault. I still um, need to watch it. I uh, I caught up on it. Every, it's one that everyone's been recommending, and I even put on Twitter. I was like, look, I get it. I should have seen it. Get off of me. Now that I said that, I'm now watching Peanut Butter Falcon. Especially because we could have gone to the premiere at South by Southwest. We could have Fort. gone to the premiere. Yeah. Um, it's It was our first year with badges, so I, I don't give myself any guff for uh, – mm-hmm missing literally almost everything except for us the next um, time we go to south by with badges though we're have we're going to town on these movie premieres here's hoping south by comes back yeah um so anyway peanut butter falcon fantastic it's actually a lot shorter than one would think and it's it's just a such a heartwarming story and probably the best i've ever seen shia labeouf this is and this is also saying that you haven't seen honey boy this yeah i haven't seen honey boy yet either uh, and this is saying that I've seen even Stevens. So yeah, this is definitely the best that I've ever seen. Shia holes. Oh dang, you brought holes. That's holes right. Holes is good. That's right. Here's the thing. Uh, this is a lot more of a dramatic fare than Holes is, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I have no problem saying that Shia LaBeouf is much better than this than he was in Holes. He was a lot younger in Holes too. Yeah, holes. I like Holes though. I holes, like the book and I like the movie. Holes was somewhere between like a kids book and like a YA novel type of thing. Nah. So like Shia LaBeouf was perfect it's for that. Not a YA in the traditional sense. Did you ever read the book? Yeah. So when could you say when reading the book of Holes did you could you foresee potentially uh shia labeouf as stanley yelnats no because stanley yelnats is a uh he's a he's a heftier dude oh he's supposed to be a heftier character has a little bit more weight on him but after Um, watching the movie does does he seemingly fit how he portrayed the character yes obviously characterization wise he's his body type is not the same as the character in the book is yeah but characterization wise that he did pretty good uh that's that's the thing like that's actually I know I kind of like sidetracked a little bit here. We went on a Shia sidetrack. We went on. Just do it. We're digging a hole. Um, that's actually one of the books. I, I, I don't read a lot, so in my life in general. Uh, <laughs> so that being one of the books that I have read, and then turn around and seeing the movie, that movie actually pretty pretty well nailed the book. I mean, obviously they missed some things because the book is longer than mm-hmm. you know hour and a half, two hours. Surprisingly, they didn't turn it into two movies. Thank you. No, it would not have worked as two movies. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was absolutely they one to one almost with the book. So they did a pretty good job with it, especially down to like casting and everything for everybody else. 
anyway, called Peanut Butter Falcon. Highly recommend Peanut Butter Falcon. Highly recommend Peanut Butter Falcon. So good. Oh, and that uh, Zach Gotzigan. He's the he's the one from Peanut Butter Falcon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young the, the young man with Down syndrome. With Down syndrome, yeah. Uh, he he was fantastic. Like I I didn't he win an award for that? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that they wrote that movie around him because his character's name was also Zach. Uh, so the the guys who created it they were on they've been on Collider Live. Roxy is like connected like heavily with them now because she's she was like such a huge uh proponent for this movie uh so i believe that they wrote that movie around him uh either way he did a fantastic job um so yeah caught up on that one uh before we get to the one that we share uh watched was it last night now it was last night right yes yeah watched a movie last night don't recommend this one (laughs) Definitely don't recommend this one. <laughs> if you follow him on Twitter, which if you want to, it's at Chris Adams MLP. It's right there below him physically, below his microphone. That would be his Twitter and his Instagram handle. Uh, but he announced this one on Twitter, and it was actually a really funny like, oofa. <laughs> uh, it's it was just a rando watch. It wasn't supposed to be like a. Uh, I need to actually catch up on this movie because it's a. Because no one would I've ever say that. <laughs> heard that it's a fine cinematic masterpiece. No, no one ever says that either. Uh. It's a very forgettable movie. It's called This Means War. Chris Pine, Tom Hardy, Reese Witherspoon. Which sounds like a great movie. Two government agents fighting over a girl while a terrorist is chasing them or something this like that. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, but the problem is is that the editing on it was just so rough. Like they the transitions were bad. The script was serviceable. Oh, that's terrible. Who directed that? Are you trying to steal my joke? It's my uh, joke. I'm trying to reiterate your Twitter post. Yeah. So if you follow me on Twitter, this is going to be exactly what I said on Twitter. Uh, it's directed by Mick G, and that checks out. It's on brand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's done some okay stuff. I mean, but... I, here's the thing. I, I, I'll admit this publicly on our live stream. I actually kind of like the first Charlie's Angels movie. It's goofy. It's a guilty pleasure. But I thought it was a whole lot of fun, as stupid as it is. Uh. And I believe he also did Terminator Salvation, right? Uh, yes. Which that one's actually. Here's the thing: out it's, of all the all <laughs> the Terminator movies after Terminator Two, that one I would say is probably the least offensive one. Yeah. And that's even going including uh, what's the most recent one, Dark Fate, which I didn't think that was that bad, but I did like Terminator Salvation a little bit more. Yeah, I I like. Same. Salvation, I think, edges out Dark Fate just a little bit. Both of them are not as bad as the rest, but T1 and 2 still are the best. Oh, easily. Anyway, yeah, Terminator 2 is the best action movie of all time, we get like, off, by far. We get off track very easily. What I'm trying to say is this is a movie directed by McG, and it plays like a movie directed by McG. No offense to McG. I'm kind of a little offense yeah, to McG. Well, I mean, um, I did have to view it with my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I, I don't know why... Tom Hardy wanted to be in this movie or Reese Witherspoon. When did it come out? I understand why Chris Pine was in it. When did it come out? <laughs> uh, 2012. Okay. So Chris Pine, Chris Pine really was starting to fully make a name for himself with uh, star Trek in 09. So, uh, and Tom Hardy was trying to build no, up. He made a name for himself in whichever princess diaries movie it was that he was in. Oh, good Lord. Uh, Tom Hardy was coming off of what Inception? 
Yeah. Inception was 2010, so. And Reese Witherspoon should have been a household name by then. <laughs> so that's just a paycheck for her. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, oh, and it also had Chelsea Handler, which... Why? Anyway. Um, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon I'll bring up again here in a minute. Anyway, so uh, This Means War does not receive a recommendation. It's on HBO it's on, Max. Who cares? It's on HBO <laughs> Max, so if you want to, it's there, but... Put it on in the background if you're doing something else. And then the uh, last one we share, and I'll actually let you talk more about this because yeah. I've seen a little bit of it. I don't, I can't remember if I've seen it all the way through or not, but uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which is, is a classic, but you you'll want to speak more on that than yeah than I. Uh, real quick, going into the chat, uh, Andres is saying I watched Cape Fear, uh, the 1991, so the remake, uh, for the first time. I saw that for the first time not too long ago. That is a fantastic movie. I thought that was that one was very well done. Uh, Garth saying I rewatched Hobbs and Shaw last night. Goofy, fun sci-fi action with a cyborg and a, mi- a mysterious half hour. Okay, I like I like this. A mysterious half hour in Samoa where it goes from pitch black night to middle of the day, the middle of sunny day. Uh, I I will call this out because I will I love mentioning this anytime I, I get a chance. I can't tell if Garth is mentioning that because he's heard us talk about it before because we definitely have talked about. Have it Have we talked about it before? Oh, we absolutely have. There's a part in that if or you, if he noticed it himself. If you watched Hobbs and Shaw, uh, or if you haven't watched watched it yet, keep an eye out at, at the end the the major battle that happens in Samoa. Um, Jason Statham's sister has this device on her back that's like supposedly cleaning her Vanessa blood. Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. Yeah. She has this device on her back that's cleaning her blood and it's going to take 30 minutes. Before the major action gets started, the timer on this device is set at 30 minutes. And then the battle begins at night, pitch black. Uh, and then as the battle is going on, it becomes daylight up into the point where it almost looks like it's like high noon with the sun directly above, like no shadows below you, whatever. At best, it moved from like 5 a.m. to like 9. 9. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it the sun has popped up in what looks like in real life a span of four hours. And then the camera cuts back to Vanessa Kirby's device it's on her back. Nine minutes. And it's, it's dropped nine minutes. <laughs> Uh, so me and my brother saw this movie in the theater and we saw that immediately. And what's funny is when it it cut back to the timer on her device, both of us without saying anything to one another, we immediately just started (laughs) laughing (laughs) What? and we're like, wait, (laughs) what? Huh? That's, uh, so yeah, that doesn't if, work. If you ever watch Hobbs and Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw is a good, fun movie. It's a great action movie. But I feel like this is one of those little things that distracts you from the movie. Yes, but it's kind of fun for you to notice, and you're like, that's just so stupid. Yeah. So, so uh, that's one of my favorite things to, to yeah. mention about Hobbs and Shaw. And Garth says, not just you guys talk about it. Here's the thing. Good. I'm glad I'm it's glad not just I'm glad anyone us. else is pumped. I'm uh, glad other people are noticing it, because that means we're not crazy. <laughs> well, I wa- we watched the, uh, was it Cinema Sins doing Hobbs and Shaw or something like that? And yeah. he didn't call it out. I don't think he did. He yeah. called he called out the fact that it went from like night to day like so quick, like within a couple of punches and huh, daylight. But an actual sin of this of this piece of cinema he is didn't that only call it nine out. minutes passed by. 
Like that's just that that that's just absolutely completely Yeah. So I mean fun movie, but whatever. I definitely don't doubt their commitment to Sparkle Motion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How long is your list of movies that you've seen? Because we need to blast through that because we've got a lot of new stories to start talking about. Yeah. Uh, so. And I already took 30 minutes with mine. Oh, yeah. Over the past two weeks, I caught up on Ginger Snaps, uh, which was a fantastic uh, uh, werewolf movie. The Girl Scouts were here? No, it's it's a werewolf. It's like, Why like, didn't you get any Thin Mints? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Would you like some lemonade? It's made with real lemons. Would you like some girl scout cookies are they made with real girl scouts like I get, every time i hear girl scouts i always got to quote the adams family movie nice yeah i love that that little line of dialogue uh anyways ginger snaps pretty good werewolf movie it's a werewolf movie that's mixed in with, very okay cookie yeah uh it's mixed in with uh like teenage girl angst and like development like uh i know a lot about that uh, i bet you do uh at the beginning of the movie uh the the girl ginger uh, she she has her first period and it's like, wait, is this because a werewolf bit me or what's going on? So there's a lot of that going on and it seem it seemingly works very well. So that was a good movie. Um, I did watch. Uh, oh yeah, I'm gonna men- I gotta mention this. This will quickly divert me off track, but like everything uh, else. So I I have lately become a big fan of Matt Pat. And the food theory, film theory, uh, YouTube channels. Uh, this is about to be like an ad read. Yeah, I know. So um, manscaped guys. Yeah, manscaping. <laughs> Let's talk about Blue Chew. Uh, anyways, nope. um, so while watching one of his videos, I, I can't remember what it is. If anyone wants to look at it, look him up real quick. The film theory or film theorists. He did some horror movie one very recently. And at the end of it, he said that uh, he's partnered with uh, Shudder, which is a horror movie streaming network. And I think it's if you use the code Film Theory, it gives you 30 days free instead of the normal seven when you first sign up. 30 days free uh, on Shudder.com. So I don't know if this is like something that, like, as YouTubers, you can legally do, but I'm giving y'all his his uh like code to get 30 days of shutter for free if you're not already subscribed at the very least it still helps him so it helps him but you just don't get that view unless y'all go find out what matt pat video that is and then uh watch it <laughs> you know feel free to support that's good uh but i think it's use the code film theory you get 30 days free this is going to be key going back to our watch alongs um, so we were talking about the watch along on the 24th is going to be the evil dead. Yep. The other one we're going to be doing on Halloween on the 31st, both myself and my brother, I will actually be present for this one. It's a movie. I know he can watch. Uh, we that will I'm okay be okay with watching. We will be doing a live stream watch along of the original Halloween that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Why are we watching Halloween on Halloween? That's a dumb it thing. Doesn't make any sense. But it's not streaming anywhere except Shutter. So if you don't have access to Halloween, the original, and you want access to it for free, use the code Film Three. Uh, sign up for thirty days. There you go. You can get on, hop on Shutter. 
like I will be doing only for that movie because that will be the only thing I watch on that streaming service. Pretty much. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that was my quick diversion. So while I have signed up for uh, Shudder, I use that stupid face ID. I hate the face ID on iPhones, by the way. <laughs> Turn it off. You're wearing the mask. Oh, yeah, you can do that, can't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate this feature that I can just not use. I completely forgot about that. Uh, I did watch uh, <laughs> uh, the Scream Queen My Nightmare on Elm Street documentary, which was fantastic. Uh, you're not going to understand this, but... Yep. The second, this is a documentary about the second uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie, which a lot of people were saying it's one of like the gayest horror movies ever made. Excuse me. Yeah. So uh, the the lead actor in this movie. What context are they using that term? You'll understand. The lead actor of this movie. uh, This movie came out like in the uh, like what early to mid '80s. Uh, was it Mark Patton? Uh, he actually was, he, he, he is gay, but he yeah. had not been outed. Mm. He, he wasn't, he wasn't out yet. Yeah. Uh, so he was, and this was at a time where like you had like a lot of like, if, if like the AIDS epi- epidemic and stuff was going up, um, if you had outed yourself, it was kind of like a black mark against you in the, in the movie industry. Yeah. So this movie, wow how times have changed i know <laughs> uh this movie was created and there was a bit of a controversy in the idea that mark Patton, for the most part was always blaming uh the story of this movie on the writer whom i can't remember it's like david something off i can't remember off the top of my head uh but like the fact that this movie had like a lot of like gay symbolism in it which if you watch the movie i mean you understand it makes sense but uh, that it, it always like got to him and seemingly forced him to come out mm. publicly. And it, it, it just was a bad time for him personally. And like you watch this and you understand. Uh, it's a fantastic documentary. If you're a fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street series, uh, it's definitely worth a watch because mm-hmm. uh, I thought they did a fantastic job. And it has like a really good like ending to it as well so Interesting. uh that was good um i watched the self part pandemic special because i have that's hbo max a... but that's i mean it counts on letterbox so whatever um there's tv shows on letterbox yeah uh i caught up i watched uh fear that reese witherspoon there she is again hey and uh mark Wahlberg was pretty good pretty decent it was an early uh marky mark movie so um no, you can't say that you can't say early marky mark movie People who like later Marky Mark movies might get offended by that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what? No. It was pretty good, but I feel like, yeah, you just wanted the excuse to do that. It was pretty good, but... Uh, it should it be a soundbite that we have. What? No. no. But it was very formulaic, <laughs> I would say, so... Uh, oh, it was a Mark Wahlberg movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, a couple of nights ago, I <laughs> actually... actually hate Mark Wahlberg. A couple of nights ago, I caught up for the first time, and I had never seen this, and, like, I... I don't know why. I watched Roadhouse. Fun. The Patrick Swayze bouncer movie. Patrick Swayze. And I, I completely get the Ron White joke when he was talking about how he got bounced out of a bar and got and came up with the name Tater Salad and whatnot. The he, Swayzenator. He makes he makes the joke that like wrote, these bouncers that bounced him out were the type of bouncers who just loved bouncing all the time. Like they would watch Roadhouse and uh 
<clears throat> pleasure, oh, yeah. pleasure themselves. Oh. I felt like that was a better way to say it than what he actually says. Might still be too much. Uh, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyways, watch that. That was a fantastic movie. I liked that. That was a good movie. Uh, and then the other one, I publicly admitted it on Twitter. And <laughs> like, this is a. I publicly admitted it. Because this is one I really should have seen. I like scary movies. I like musicals. I like Tim Burton. I like creepy things. I already brought this up. Yeah. And I have yet to have actually sat through. I've always watched like the first like five minutes or so. This is Halloween. This is but I've Halloween. never sat through Nightmare Before Christmas Halloween. until now. Sandy Claus. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. I, I, I liked it. Like I knew a lot of the music already just because of how iconic that music is now. But uh, it's Danny Elfman. Danny At Elfman. The height of Danny Elfman. Yeah. Um, one thing I really liked about that movie, it was gorgeous. Like the stop motion, the claymation of it is absolutely gorgeous. They did yeah. so well at that. And what was funny is, uh, right after we watched that, uh, was it the corridor crew YouTube channel did special effects reactors, uh, reacting and they covered that. Well said. And one of the things that they covered was the fact that for specifically Jack Skellington in that movie, they didn't like reshape his face for every like frame. They had a head already pre-molded and they replaced the head like almost every frame of that movie they replaced his head with whatever expression he was making. I mean that makes sense and it's also a nightmare. That is an extreme nightmare. If you're thinking about like again this is stop motion animation so almost every frame or two you're replacing that head. What a nightmare. And that also means, like, in cases where the mouth had to match what was being said. I don't, I, I blows, how stop motion works, it just blows my mind. I've always wondered, like, what do you film first? Do you film the animation first, or do you film, or do you record the uh, voiceovers first? I don't know, because you're not, because if you're trying to play, do the animation to the voiceover, the voiceover is moving very slow. It doesn't work like that. I don't know. Stop motion just blows my mind, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Garth is saying instead of watching Halloween, you could, you and I could have a different Michael Myers movie watch along Wayne's World. Andres is saying you should uh, I should check out the Cursed Films documentary. I looked at that, and like I'm kind of interested in the Cursed Films. There is a documentary show on Shudder. Nice. Uh, talking about stuff like Exorcist or Poltergeist that seemingly have a cursed... Uh, but anyways, that was all I caught up on. That movie took, that movie took freaking three years to animate a seventy-minute movie. Yeah, uh, voices are done first, huh? Fascinating. That makes sense. Anyways, so yeah, that's that's what we caught up on. So that's what we caught up on. Anyways, uh, we'll move into some movie news. Um. First thing before we move into movie news, though, if you have anything you want to entertain the crowd, I want to make sure the AC is turned down because I feel fine. It's really hot in here. No, oh. well, you entertain them anyways. Uh, I don't have the list of what we're going to be talking about right in front of me. Curiosa. Cool. So that's what we can start off with. The uh, cast for the Furiosa prequel was just uh, there. It is it was just announced today. Get your drink and. Uh, 
this this actually has me intrigued because we watched uh, we watched Mad Max Fury Road not too long ago. It's actually during this pandemic. It feels like it was last year, but it wasn't. Um, sure? Yeah. So that's this is one I'm actually kind of interested in just because. Uh, first of all, Anya Taylor Joy is playing a young uh, Furiosa, which why did I not think about that? That thought never crossed my mind that she should be the one casted as the young Charlize Theron, essentially. Uh, but even more than that, you got Chris Hemsworth in there, and you've got Yahya Abdul-Mateen the second. And this is a great cast full of beautiful people. Beautiful people, upcoming people, rising in their star power, and someone like Chris Hemsworth, who is pretty much a household name at this point. Yeah very quickly with the mcu so let's go ahead and take some uh some bets right now as uh do you think chris hemsworth is going to be uh shirtless in this movie at some point <laughs> absolutely um here's the thought like i don't know if like they really mentioned like who else anybody else is playing at this point i don't think they did i think they only mentioned that anya taylor joy is playing furiosa but i can see a world where chris hemsworth is playing a younger uh Morton joe in which case, he's more than likely to be shirtless. Because <laughs> that's the type of guy that would be if he looked like Chris Hemsworth. So, yeah. Anyway, that's a, it's got me interested. Now, I'm not like a huge fan of Mad Max Fury Road, story-wise. doesn't connect with me as much. Mm-hmm. I do like the character of Furiosa, so I am, I am intrigued to see how she got to where she was. But also just the fact that that movie was beautifully shot and the practical effects and everything about it were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, this one is still going to be directed and written by George Miller. Which all of the Mad Max movies have all been George Miller. Those are his babies. Yeah. And it's nice when you see so, like just one visionary who is doing the entire movie. <laughs> Take it, Garth. <laughs> He's the younger version when he was a Morton Joey hanging out at the mall. Wow. <laughs> okay. But uh, it's nice when you have like that one visionary who's running the entire the entire franchise. Um, as long as they don't go back and make changes to their original movie. I was gonna. I was just about to bring up uh, George Lucas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, if you grew up with the movies that were changed, you don't care as much. But yeah, uh, Andres is saying after seeing, uh, after having seen New Mutants, she's great. She was fantastic in New Mutants. Yeah. She she's got some solid star power. I expect a lot out of her career. <laughs> Director of Mad Max movies and Babe Pig in the City. Oh, you can't wow. discredit that. So I don't know if you That's watched. Fun. Did you watch the uh, Scream Honest trailer today? No. So they were talking about, uh, right off the bat, it referenced uh, from Wes Craven, whose mere name sends chills to your spine or something like that. Except for that one movie, and then it shows the clip of Meryl Streep from Music of the Heart. Nice. <laughs> and you're like, why? <laughs> this is like not... One challenge himself to do something different. I guess. But yeah, uh, how are we thinking about this cast? Because I like it. I think this is a cast full of talented people. Um, I don't know, like, you're talking about, like, sure, Anya Taylor-Joy is a young Charlize Theron. The thing is, is Anya Taylor-Joy is definitely one of those who has a very, like, distinct look to her. Yeah. Uh, like Emma Stone. Makeup. 
Like I like I can't see a grown up Anya Taylor Joy looking like Charlize Theron, and I can't see Charlize Theron looking like Megyn Kelly, but they did it. Yeah. So. In your face. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> but I mean, for as far as like that aside, I think the cast, uh, for who they got acting wise, fantastic. I yeah. think Anya Taylor Joy is very capable mm-hmm. of being able to pull off this character. Yeah. I'm She's sorry. not gonna look like Charlize Theron, yeah, she but might. Uh, I don't know. But. Uh, it, I I feel like it's definitely going to be a good cast, especially if it's set in like the earlier times of this. Uh, what I'm interested in is if this is set at a much earlier time, are they going to show potentially a younger version of Max, and are they going to get like some kind of like younger Mel Gibson lookalike? I don't know because I don't see I don't see a way in which it fits in story wise because Max didn't meet Furiosa until Fury Road. Yeah, but it could be one of those, like, they show Furiosa's doing something, and she goes off on one side, and then the camera just pans over to another, and, oh, look, there's there's Max, real quick. Yeah. Uh, also, a side note, the other pick I would have probably done for young Furiosa, depending on what time setting this movie's uh, setting in, would be uh, Suki Waterhouse. She would also be a good pick, because she has the kind of same look as Charlize Theron also. Yeah. Uh, one of the ones, like, real quick, thinking of, like, actress to a younger actress portraying a younger version, uh, the one that I always thought, and I, I came across this the other day, and it dawned on me just now talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that it was a made-for-TV, it was an HBO movie, Gia, mm-hmm. with Angelina Jolie, Yeah, her younger, the younger version of her in that movie was Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis as a younger Angelina Jolie. I was like, oh, that is perfect casting. Yeah. Anyway. Or they could have gotten, uh, oh, what's her name from? Uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, a Night's Tell and 40 Days and 40 Nights. Yep. Uh, Shannon Sossaman. Yep. She looks like Angelina Jolie also. Oh, what's her name? Oh, what's her name? Uh, anyways, yeah, that looks good. I'm kind of curious as to where else, what direction this movie is going to go in before I can really like decide if the cast is good. But uh, it's like I was joking about earlier, it's definitely a good looking cast. <laughs> they got a cast of good looking people for this. Yeah, and it's they're true. all going to be in a desert. <laughs> really? Okay. You don't say. Did you feed her? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, interesting. Uh, so it's just been greenlit. So I assume they're going to start production on it. Uh, here pretty soon filming wise this one might start while the this uh this nonsense in the world is still going on but we'll see we will see yeah what's next uh next on this list is uh so some stuff with disney plus apparently disney was reportedly saying that they're going all in on this uh streaming thing yeah uh and then they announced today that they're actually still focused on like some what are you doing they're focused on theatrical releases as well yeah um so essentially this whole time since disney plus has come out they have been uh really focused on what they could bring to a streaming platform yeah uh, and now because of the pandemic, this just kind of like pushes that need a little bit further. Uh, for example, it was announced that Soul is going to go to Disney Plus this Christmas. Not the same way that Mulan was. 
in which Mulan was like at a premium thing. You had to be subscribed to Disney Plus, and then you had to pay $30 yeah. to watch Mulan. Uh, this one is just being released onto Disney Plus. Which, and there's two sides to that to that that makes sense. Uh, one, they decided that the attempt at what they were doing with Mulan was a failure of some capacity, so they decided not to do it again. But two, also the costs for an animated movie are a lot lower than the costs of a production like Mulan. Uh, when you include cast and locations and all that stuff. Yeah. Visual effects, everything. Um, so it makes sense that they feel like the budget that they had for Soul still makes sense to fit in with the projected earnings for attracting people to Disney Plus by just putting it on Disney Plus. Um, what do you want? She wants to see Soul now. It's coming in December, Lola. It's in December. You can wait. <laughs> Uh, we'll be watching it. The thing is, is that I am, uh, I'm actually very, I, I'm kind of disappointed. Like when it comes to seeing movies in theaters, like mm-hmm. I want to see, I, I want the theatrical experience first for these movies, but at the same time, like if it's not going to happen, you just accept it. Uh, either way, I'm excited to see soul. Yeah, absolutely. It looks good. It's another Pixar movie. But. Uh, there's all also already been, uh, reviews for it. And a lot of the reviews are saying, like, this is the exact kind of, like, jazzy that you're hoping it could be. At least, uh, like, I guess they're talking about before he becomes... Soul. A soul. A soul. Uh, like, there's definitely a, a tonal switch in some of the music. Hmm. But, yeah, the, like, if, if you're into jazz, like, the beginning of it is really good. And then it kind of switches to a background music of... Oh yeah, Trent Reznor and Atticus. Wow. Here's Rose the thing. I don't. That sounds like at least half this movie is gonna be for me because I love jazz and Ryan Gosling is my hero. So, yeah, Ryan Gosling has nothing to do with this movie, but yeah, I get it. No, but he's saved jazz. Yeah, he did single handedly. All I make Ryan the jokes. Gosling. I love La La Land. Yeah, we know. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, very interested in this. But I love this. I love the commentary on this. We're going all in on Disney Plus stuff mm-hmm. because everyone is like super paranoid, and I get it. I understand. Super paranoid is like, well, going all in on Disney Plus. Disney's doing this. Disney's the big company. There goes theaters. Theaters are done. Okay. Well, there's one. There's other studios. Granted, yeah, they'll probably if Disney went no more theaters, then all the other studios would probably follow suit. Yeah. Disney takes the lead on that, but. Uh, I don't agree that that is the conclusion that we should all be jumping to, especially because they have mentioned it, but they mentioned it in the first article that came out too, that we're still going to be doing theatrical movies. Uh, those big budget fare that, that works better in a theatrical model than it does on a streaming service. But, uh, that being said, I, I see, I, I see people just getting super paranoid and I understand why, because, regal came out and was like shutting all the theaters down and everything yeah uh so yeah so since james bond got pushed back the whole thing is basically coming down to roughly tenant uh tenant was the first one out the gate that they were trying to base on like how is audiences are audiences ready to go back to a movie theater damn it christopher nolan the numbers did not support it you mean dang it uh the numbers did not support that so therefore sorry 
Damn it, Christopher Nolan. Ugh, whatever. <laughs> because the numbers didn't support it. Uh, it's all these other like studios are like, well, we don't want our big movie coming out, and that's where we got like we got back into like the rumor of like, well, is Wonder Woman gonna go to streaming? Which yeah. apparently it's not. Uh, but uh, like all these other big temple movies, they're all like, okay, we got to push them back again because audiences are seemingly not ready to go back to the theater. Exactly. So uh, Bond got pushed back, which is now what's causing like Regal theaters to close. Uh, AMC, I believe, I read an article earlier that they're about tapped out of the money that they had in reserve, and they've only got to like the end of this year, the very beginning of 2021. They're at hanging the in there. They're they're um, they're wanting desperately to not close down, and they've made statements to that effect. But you know, you, you look at Dune. Dune got pushed like an entire year. Yeah, right after a really good looking trailer. Yeah, that's that that one's rough. That one's rough. It's gonna because here's the thing: timeline, vaccine timeline. Talk about that. Uh, if if Trump is right and this thing comes out before the end of the year, then we're looking at by springtime, people should start feeling a little bit more comfortable going back out into public again. Yeah. By springtime, make it through winter. Uh, if it doesn't come out until springtime, then you're looking at, you know, May, June. Mm-hmm. Everyone's starting. Either way, uh, Dune being pushed all the way to next year feels a little, a little, like a little much. But I get it if they want to stick to the holiday time and they can't do that this year. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so you've got things uh, with like Soul going to Disney Plus. It was announced, uh, I guess it was announced, was it announced today that Coming to America is going to Amazon Prime? Coming to America. Coming to America is going to Amazon Prime uh, also in December. Yeah. So. Uh, that's two movies are off bat. Now here's the thing that I that uh, that I worry about is, I mean I grew up like in the '90s and stuff with frequent trips to the local blockbuster for a Friday or Saturday night to pick out the movie that you oh, want to watch. You were making it a blockbuster night. I was making it a blockbuster night. Uh, and there were times in there where I recall seeing like movies on the new release wall that would star like Bruce Willis, wait. Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman, and I'm like, wait, 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 were you kind and rewind? Uh, no, oh, never. Jerk. Yeah. Uh, I would see these movies with like big name actors, and I'm like, I don't remember hearing about this movie. I don't recall seeing this playing in a theater. Well, there was a reason. It was a direct-to-VHS or DVD, direct-to-video movie. And if it was a direct-to-video movie, you kind of had the idea that, like, this is going to be, like, low quality. This is probably going to suck. There's a reason why they didn't play this in the theater. Now we're in the mentality of movies are pretty much streaming. We're used to the stuff like the Netflix, the Hulu's, the HBO Max's and the Disney Pluses. Yeah. Uh that if a movie does not come out in the theater and it just goes straight to streaming, streaming has effectively replaced what used to be your direct to video mm-hmm. market. So if a movie we hear of these movies say Wonder Woman for example Patty Jenkins has gone on record multiple times and Christopher Nolan did as well with Tenet like my movie absolutely will not go streaming it's going to be in a theater that's the appropriate place yeah these big tentpole movies they're supposed to be in a theater 
And it's that mentality I feel like is going back to now this movie is just coming out on streaming. Well, you know what? Is it possible that there's this idea that this movie is of lesser quality? It doesn't necessarily need to be in a theater. Is that what's happening now? And is that the way the public is going to react to these? Uh, possibly, because you look at situations where you have uh, uh, Mulan. There's a lot of uh, public distaste for Mulan. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you look at situations like that. Uh, Disney Plus has kind of been the culprit for this. Uh, what was that What was that other movie that came out? Um, it was based off the book. I'm blanking hard on the name. Oh, right Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl was a fart box. Mm-hmm. There you go. Here we go. Artemis Fowl was one of those. Uh, it was Artemis Fowl. <laughs> no one else has made that joke. Um, so those those things kind of paint that picture that you're that you're talking about there, which is here's movies that they determined for whatever reason, whether pandemic or otherwise, determined. Hey, we might not be able to hit the numbers that we want to hit in the theater. Just let's put it up on the uh, streaming service. And audiences are seeing this and they're going, mm, that was not good. That was not, not a great movie. I completely understand why that was just sent directly to streaming. In which case, yeah, you now, you're now building up a case for why people might think, okay, it's going direct to streaming instead of the theater. Uh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. I don't know. Cause and here's the thing. There's the sad Part of this so far, though, is there actually have been some movies that were sent to streaming that have actually been pretty good. The third Bill and Ted actually was pretty decent. Yeah, I really now, enjoyed granted, it. Granted, it went to theaters and streaming at the same time, yeah. but I mean, that part aside, that little detail aside, uh, this is a movie that went to a sh- We watched it because of the streaming service. We didn't go to a theater to watch that one. We watched it here. Yep, because we could. And it was it was good i thought it was very well done um so i don't feel like that just saying that the movie is going straight to a streaming service is necessarily a kiss of death on it but at the same time i know that that is the uh, that's just me i know that i feel like you know that most of our viewers probably know that uh but Generally speaking, I don't think the public knows that. I think if if you see a movie's going to a streaming, most people are of that idea, like the direct-to-video, VHS, DVD. And I don't necessarily know if that's even the mindset that uh, these studios are having in mind when it comes to, let's put it out on streaming. I don't think they're... Uh, I, don't I feel think, like a bit. I don't... Yeah, well, for some... For, again, for like an Artemis Fowl, sure. But for Bill and Ted 3, no. Um... And for any of these other movies, big movies that we were supposed to get this year that are having to instead be put on a streaming service, no, the studio was all in on that movie going into the into the theater. But if if we were in a situation where all these big big tenpole movies that we were supposed to see in a theater came to streaming instead, uh, it, regardless, it's it's a better it's a better position for them all to be delayed. Because mm-hmm. now we're in a situation where starting by the end of this year, beginning of next year, productions will start ramping back up again or are already starting to ramp back up again in some capacity. And we're looking at making sure that we don't have a gap in, in films that are coming out. Well, it's a good thing that everything from this year is getting pushed to next year because otherwise there would be a gap somewhere between 
between all of that. So we're hitting the gap right now. We're in the effectively, yeah. The gap is being moved up this way, so that all the productions and everything are moved back. The nice thing about this, in all honesty, is we've been talking about this for this entire year. Is that it's given us plenty of time to catch up on movies that we should have seen already. Like, instead of spending the time, the money, the effort of actually going out to a theater, I'm sitting my happy butt here at home and yeah. watching Roadhouse with a bunch of bouncers. <laughs> just love bouncing. Who um, just love bouncing. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. That's uh, that's the thing. Uh, I see the comments of Disney Plus saying we're going all in Disney Plus. It makes sense. It's uh, one. It's, yeah. One, even if you don't count in the pandemic stuff, it's their shiny new toy, and you want to go all in on the shiny new toy. The problem is why you have fart noises on that stream deck. Yeah. The problem with that, I'm not gonna hit it. Uh, the problem with that is that <laughs> thanks is that you still have the theaters that you have to keep in mind. Uh, remember when uh, Trolls World Tour came out, uh, and uh, who was it? Universal that was yeah. was saying like how awesome it's doing and amc was immediately like well well screw you guys if you're just gonna put movies out on streaming and completely well, ignore us we're gonna stop showing it like the theater was the one that had the leverage okay you guys argument. are gonna want fast and furious and jurassic world dominion though so yeah like don't be a dummy <laughs> i mean look at who actually has yeah. leverage and and <laughs> would you stop <laughs> i'm sorry i'm talking about leverage Whatever, keep keep going. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, now we're at a again. This the subject comes back up that we're talking about. That M Disney Plus is like, you know what? I actually kind of like the streaming idea, the streaming business, and that theaters are potentially be like, please don't, please yeah. send your movies to us still. Uh, again, like we we're saying, Disney hasn't said that they're completely ignoring the theatrical no. experience of releasing of some not. of their bigger movies. But as long as there's a theatrical experience, it would be dumb to ignore it. I'm kind of curious as to like we haven't heard like any feedback from the theater chains yet yeah. as to what they think of Disney's announcement, and I'm kind of curious as to what could potentially happen with that. Well, with because the, good luck telling Disney I'm not showing your movies. Yeah, no. With the initial announcement, though, they even again they even mentioned that they're still they're still going to be focusing on theatrical releases as well. Mm -hmm. So even in that initial uh, announcement, people overlooked that part and were jumping to conclusions. Um, but it was there in the first announcement with what they said. So I think theaters see that and they're like, eh, okay, cool. As long as you're uh, still going to be there for us when, uh, when the time is right. But, uh, either way, I mean, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But it, it does make sense right now to be like, Hey, we got this shiny new toy called Disney plus. Let's do some stuff with it. I'm super excited for the Mandalorian season two. Uh, and I'm super excited for all the Marvel shows that are about to start. WandaVision. Oh, WandaVision looks fantastic. I have no clue what WandaVision is going to be about, but nope. I'm set for it. Yeah. So, uh, that looks super. It's a super show. It it's looks super, super, super. Uh, here's the thing, like, out of the list of, like, news articles and stuff that I feel like we needed to cover tonight, we just knocked out, like, four in one discussion. So, we're Rolling. being efficient, y'all. It's also been over an hour, so. Yeah. Um, so what else do we got here? Uh, speaking of, uh, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins and gal 
Now, some people refer to her as Gal Gadot. So Patty Jenkins. That's fantastic. <laughs> We're not even to. gamers, and we know that reference. <laughs> and head appreciate to. and appreciate that <laughs> reference. Uh, so oh, Patty man, Jenkins, idiot, yeah. And the actress that some refer to oh, as Gal Gadot, man. some refer to her as Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Okay, you so pronounce the T. He refers to her as Gal Gadot. She does I too. say Gal Gadot. You're wrong. She okay. pr- she pronounces the T. Well, I like thinking that she's more exotic. She's Gal Gadot. You're wrong. Anyways, Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins are going to be teaming up again for Cleopatra. Cleopatra. So they're making a Cleopatra movie again, which I'm not exactly sure exactly what direction this movie is potentially going. It's like a biopic. 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 A biopic. Uh, uh, So I know there was a made for TV movie about Cleopatra back in, I want to say, the 90s. Yeah. And that, of course, there was the original Cleopatra, which starred <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor, who nothing screams Egyptian queen like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Uh, so this is uh, this is starting to look like we're in an age now where Patty Jenkins cannot make a movie without it starring Gal Gadot. Dope. Uh, anyways, Got so. I, I'm kind of curious as to how this could go because the movie with uh, with Elizabeth Taylor, not the best reviewed movie. I, yeah. I haven't seen it. So, therefore, I can't fully speak on this. I'm going to speculate based off of what I've read. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor apparently was not the best choice for a... Uh, you might want to stop moving your mic around. She was not the best choice for a Cleopatra. Uh, which, I mean, ethnicity aside, Elizabeth Taylor also not very, I guess, well-known as, like, a great actress. She wasn't the best role, best choice for any role, apparently. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, as far as this one goes, like, Gal's got some talent. Yeah. The Gal has some talent. The Gal has some talent. Wow. Um, I just... I did see... Fire I, on all cylinders tonight. Uh, yeah, I know. I did see that there was like a little bit of uh, someone. Uh, someone was producing some, trying to do a controversy article as to like no, dude, what it, it's not an article. It's like literally all these people on Twitter because that's Twitter. Oh, good lord! That's how Twitter works. Um, I can't wait to to the pandemic's over and we just talk about just straight movie news instead yeah. of like this movie news is brought to you today by the pandemic and then we're basically at that point only fighting off like what was brought up on Twitter but one of the things brought up on Twitter was how is it going to be having a white woman play Cleopatra okay first of all <laughs> uh Elizabeth Taylor <laughs> I mean there you go there's the original well in this one, though, you've got, and uh, I'm leading into this because both me and my brother actually played played around with this one a little bit. Uh, you got Gal Gadot, 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 is from Israel. She's Gadot. Israeli. Uh, we actually played on like Google Maps the other night, and we were measuring the distance between Cairo, Egypt, which is where Cleopatra is supposedly from, uh-huh. and. We just went ahead and measured to Jerusalem. Yeah, I know. All this is, like, very light. We measured to Jerusalem, Israel. Yeah. 
and apparently that's about a nine hour drive at most if you stop for a pee break so the, <laughs> so the distance between jerusalem and cairo is less than here in austin texas to el paso mm. yeah you drive nine miles in texas you're still in texas um so, nine miles nine so, hours so that being said uh garth even brings up a pr- the proper point here is that she was macedonian greek not egyptian that is true uh that being said all that area is gonna roughly look the same skin tone wise because it's all located in the same area of, of the planet essentially yeah so the all this controversy over she's egyptian therefore she needs to have darker skin is not talking about what the actual history of who cleopatra is here's the thing we're movie lovers we're not uh historians we're not sociologists or historians or historians um historians which uh, here's the thing i like what patty jenkins and gal gadot have done with wonder woman i like so the far. product they put out it's a good product it's a tasty product that was a oh, why would you phrasing. go that direction i don't know that's, that's what i'm used to hearing that phrase saying it, it's a good product i like i mean i liked wonder woman except for the third movie. act uh yeah. they've done a very good job so i'm curious as to what they could bring yeah. into that uh this is one of those kind of like going back when uh was a couple of weeks ago we were talking about uh the death of uh ruth bader ginsburg and i watched on the basis of sex and i was yeah. like look i will honestly say i didn't know anything about her i don't really know that much about cleopatra either uh, but I mean, this is going to be essentially a big budget movie. I'll, I kind of want to like, this is going to be one of those. I will sit down at some point and read the Wikipedia page about <laughs> Cleopatra. Just don't do a report something. on it. Don't do a report on it because the teacher will turn that back and say, nope, that's not a, a, a source you can cite. Say okay. that five times fast without alcohol. Okay. Yeah. So Garth is saying, uh, Marina Sirtis from Star Trek. Uh, is a good example of what Cleopatra looks like. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, that was Deanna Troy. Uh, yeah, that's I. Uh, that's a really good. I think that's a good comparison. Yeah, because just the idea of Cleopatra. What I know of Cleopatra, I think Marina Sirtis fits that mold very well. Uh, the only difference is Marina Sirtis is much older than she was back in the early '90s yeah. during Next Generation, and so therefore maybe not a proper fit. She's also now. not a big name anymore. Uh, that being all that being said, which again, the phrase I feel like I'm saying a lot. So that being said, um, uh, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how how this project turns out because I think I think it's a good fit. Mm-hmm. I think Gal will do a, a fantastic job at this role. Yeah, with what I know about Cleopatra, and yeah, I'm interested. Patty Jenkins is a very solid director, and she's clearly worked well with Gal before. She I'm has expecting twice though again i have not seen the second one so thank you pandemic um i am kind of curious as to how 1984 is gonna gonna go uh i mean i'm behind it as far as what we've seen so far yeah uh i i actually i like what we've seen of cheetah in this so far meow yeah uh like this looks like it might be pretty good and of course like i'm thanks to mandalorian i'm a huge fan of like pedro pascal and anything he does yeah uh mandalorian was fantastic i can't wait for the second season as well so moving on what's next 
Uh, next would be our main topic. That's right. We're about to talk a whole smack load of spiders. Oh yeah! What Spike is that, Mike. going on? Spike it, spiders! What is going on with Spider-Man? Live action Spider Verse, y'all. So, should I give them a little bit of a behind the scenes type of thing with this? As far as the thumbnail goes, I guess. Sure. So, uh, over, <laughs> you, over, over, you have my permission. Over a week ago, it was announced that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to play Doctor <clears throat> Strange. Bucket Crunderdunder. Yeah, sorry, I, I I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm bad at pronouncing actors and actresses' names. Gal Gadot. Uh, Gadot. But uh, okay, so <laughs> you're gonna crack Gal- me on that one, Gadal Gadalga. <laughs> is really good y'all bucket crunder dunder buckets of fun this is the way <laughs> oh i hit this is the way at the same time god dang it this is the <laughs> this is the way oh i didn't get it on time okay, well whatever i tried wow wow we will okay oh no i'm not hitting that one yeah uh so over a week ago, it was announced that Benedict Cumberbatch was going to play Doctor Strange in the next Spider-Man movie, seemingly, I guess, as like some kind of mentor now that Tony Stark no longer exists. Cool. I guess Spider-Man still needs a mentor. Yeah. Why? He didn't need one in the comics, but beside the point. Um, and then it was also announced that, or it was announced that Jamie Foxx is going to be reprising his role as Electro. From Here's the thing: Spider-Man Two. That's a completely different franchise. So how is that? Ha- oh yeah, all these guys are in it too. Um, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I completely forgot. We don't I had know that. <laughs> you yeah. Just threw that one. Just <laughs> all these guys are in it. It's been confirmed by just. Uh, trust me. I'll go back to that. So here's the thing. <laughs> so we've got Jamie Foxx's reprising as Electro, which. I mean, between the thumbnail and this one, this is probably my best ability to try to make Electro look like his actual comic book version. Still looks rough. Eh, yeah, still. But but that's just kind of the design of that Electro in general. Here's the thing. that The original Electro mask, while it looks cool like goofy. in the comics, is goofy. Lightning it's, bolt! Lightning bolt! Lightning yeah. bolt! Lightning bolt! That's not going to work like in real life. I don't know. They made Mysterio work. And that's a fishbowl. Yeah, and I'm eager for like the Hot Toys version of that Mysterio yeah. because I will be the first person to get that, and it's going on display immediately. Any villain that has a fishbowl for a head, absolutely. Uh, so there's so much that's going on with the Spider-Man. Keep in mind also that J. Jonah Jameson is already a part of this universe. And that's what I'm questioning now is that... Was that the first hint in this being an actual, like, Spider-Verse movie? Uh, When I say Spider-Verse, for those of y'all who are not in the know of the comics, please ignore the the animated movie. That's not what I'm referring to when I say Spider-Verse. Is it possible that Marvel may be doing... I got got an opinion on that, too. Yeah. Is it possible that Marvel, the MCU, may be trying to do an actual Spider-Verse, an, a cinematic Spider-Verse, where they bring in 
Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield into this as well and let their characters be a part of this universe. Could it be that J.K. Simmons's J. Jonah Jameson, man, it's a lot of J's, uh, could he be from the original Tobey Maguire coming in playing some kind of weird alternate universe Ooh. Jameson? Yeah. Like, there is so much things that are happening with this movie. Real quick, uh, Andres in the chat said, check out Boss Logic's uh, elect- Electro. Um, I just looked it up. Dude. Yes. Yeah, that would be a great. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, yes, that would be that'd be perfect. That's awesome. I've seen that. Uh, basically, for y'all seen like in like say this picture and the thumbnail. All I did was just take the regular electro and just manipulate the colors in that. Which I mean, personally, my opinion, the fact that I'm the one who did it aside, I thought that looked pretty good. But that's not bad. Um, <laughs> this is janky. There you go. It's not in focus, but that's what I'm looking at. We weren't prepared to be able to show this uh, the, this picture, but I mean that's not too bad. He kind of looks like a like the Flash though, like the yellow on the side makes it looks like he moves like you gotta really find fast. a problem with it, don't you? I mean, here's the thing. I, I think it looks great. I grew up on these characters, so yeah. I mean, I am of the type of person that I might criticize a little bit. Yeah. Gotta make sure the glasses are up properly. Mm, that's not how my electro looks. That's not how I'm used to him looking. That's this just, doesn't work with the facial hair. No, that's it works with me because I'm doing my Conan O'Brien doing a nerd voice. Voice. <coughs> you okay? <coughs> that does not feel good. I feel like you do the Conan O'Brien nerd, and I'm a big fan of like the uh, Val Kilmer from The Saint. Like <laughs> Cold Fusion. You don't believe in this Cold Fusion mumbo jumbo, do you? I don't believe in this Cold Fusion mumbo jumbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a highly underrated movie. If y'all haven't seen The Saint, I recommend that wholeheartedly. Also part of the MCU. Why? <laughs> Why? Anyway, so uh, yeah, they're bringing Electro back, which I guess of all the villains and the amazing spider-man movies why sure. electro the thing is is so far i mean the mcu has done a good job of creating spider-man without without having to go back and re-explain the origin yeah which we don't need because we've gotten it twice exactly the same almost the thing is is we're two movie we're two official spider-man movies in I would like some kind of mentioning as to the fact that he's Spider-Man because of Uncle Ben and not the rice. Yeah. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> Apparently that's not what hit, it's going to be called. Hit the fart anymore. noise. Hit it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so, I, I don't I don't know. Because like when, when Tony in Civil War, when Tony went to go pick up Spider-Man over in Queens... Yeah. How long had he had been Spider-Man at that point? It was only like a few months, right? He was still rocking the the sweatshirt. Yeah. It was only like six costume. months or something like that. He'd only been Spider-Man for like Barely. half a year. Yeah. Uh, so if that's the case, then the Uncle Ben stuff should have been fresh still at that point-ish. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get a mention of it. Didn't the get o- a mention of it. The only mention we got was the initials on the luggage in Far From Home. BP. Yeah. Not the Not the oil company. 
but hit the fart noise. There you go. Okay, so this is how he controls sound effects on the show, y'all. Exactly. But yeah, uh, this could be interesting. And let me go on my little tangent here because mm-hmm. I'm looking at this, and I know a lot of people are like, they're just doing way too much with this, and Spider-Man's not had his own. Did I just do the Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Peter Spider-Man. Peter Spider-Man of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. Thank you, Josh McCuga, for that one. <laughs> Love it. Uh, oh, Garth, why? Why, why nice. Garth? Why do you have Perfect. to put that out there? That is out in the open now, Garth. Thanks. Yes. So We love you, Garth. Peter Spider-Man of Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man is actually going to be a thing because this movie might feature Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man. Exactly. What are you, what are you doing? I just feel like throwing in the fart noise. Stop. I'm not a fan of the fart noise, but all of a sudden, because I have control over the sound box, I am. So what I'm interested in is this is this is Sony driven. Obviously, mm-hmm. Marvel's going to put their stamp of approval on it because yeah. you know some of their characters are going to be used in this in some capacity. Yeah. But this is mostly Sony driven. Uh, we've already seen you know, connections as far as like a Sinister Six build up with Vulture constantly. Yeah, with Vulture appearing in the uh post credit of the trailer of Morbius. Yeah, the trailers have post credits now. Yeah. And I had to like wrap my head around that for a second. I was yeah. like, Oh yeah, we did already get a trailer for Morbius. We've got Vulture. We've got uh somebody who could be Scorpion. We've No, got, it is Scorpion. It yeah. is Matt Gargan. I know Somebody who could be Scorpion. He's Matt Gargan. He's not Scorpion yet. Well, okay. I had to figure out where where you meant by could be. Shut up and let me talk. (laughs) (laughs) This is why y'all subscribe to this channel. By the way, subscribe to this channel. You get the little brotherly back and forth. Anyway, you got Mysterio who's definitely not dead. Come on, he's not dead. No. There's no way he's dead. No. Um... Even though it's pretty convincing. But still, he's not dead. Uh, there's all sorts of that. So there's build-up for a Sinister Six here, which I have to imagine is go- still going to play a part in this. You bring in Electro now. You could you have room to bring in villains, apparently, from any of the prior Spider-Man movies. I feel like that... Like Here's the thing. Now that you're actually putting words to it, I feel like this, this feels like it might be kind of forced. That, like, be, yeah. instead of Sony... So here's the thing. If you look back at The Amazing Spider-Man, at least, you could tell that the storyline of The Amazing Spider-Man was building up to a Sinister Six. Yeah. That we had in the first one was Lizard, and we had a... a uh, we had, a, after a post credit scene of... Uh, the gentleman, Michael Mando, playing the gentleman that was telling Lizard, like, hey, you're a part of something greater, the yeah. Avengers, whatever. The Nick Fury thing. The Bad Avengers. Yeah. Uh, and then you had in Amazing Spider-Man 2, of course, we added Rhino, Green Goblin, and Electro to that. And then there was a part where the gentleman was walking down a hall, and you saw, like, vulture the, wings, you saw Vulture Wings, animals. you saw the octopus obviously Sony has been trying to build up to the Sinister Six. Even at one point, there was rumored to be a Sinister Six movie. Why? I don't know. I'm a comic book fan. 
That was a dumb idea. They're Spider-Man villains. They're not their own. Thing. They're not their own movie. This isn't the Suicide Squad. This, yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad, I understand. What are we, some kind of Sinister Six? Yeah, no. That's stupid. <laughs> Venom. I get why Venom got his own movie. Completely understand. I don't like that they bypassed his whole villain arc, but whatever. Uh, true, but it fit in the confines of that movie, and I felt like they did a decent job. And I'm a huge Venom fan. Like, I'm a Venom purist, and... Anyways, so, beside the point. We know Sony has been trying to do Sinister Six. For some weird reason, Sony has built up in their head, Sinister Six is the pinnacle yeah. of Spider-Man movies. And so they're trying again, Which I obviously. See I want to see... I would love to see Spider-Man go up against the Sinister Six. That would be a ton of fun. That's like another one of those, like... As a kid, what did I see in the comics? Coming to life on the big screen, just like the Avengers team-up was. This is yeah. Spider-Man's rogues gallery teaming up against him. And I, guarantee, I, I guarantee you, that's, there's some executive at Sony that's like, hey, that's the idea. We need to be like one of the first ones that gets a good like villain team-up, much like when the Avengers team-up. Well, we need to do that, that with villains. They've been trying that with Spider-Man for decades now. Yeah. You go back and look at the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. How many villains did these movies have consistently in them? Especially Spider-Man 3 had Venom, Sandman, and the new Goblin. And I feel like that was that was Sony's... Even, and this is why I, I, w- I will say this is part of the reason why Spider-Man 3 sucked. Is that was Sony like, can we squeeze multiple villains in one movie? Because seemingly, for the most part, you haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. I mean... When you look at superhero movies that have tried to squeeze multiple villains in one movie, before Spider-Man 3, you have what? Batman Forever and Batman and Robin? Which, I mean, me personally, I like Batman Forever, but I mean, overall, the critical analysis, eh, it's not that good. Yeah. I mean, Batman Returns generally gets good reviews. Yeah. Batman and Robin, we know, <laughs> slog of a movie. Uh, and part of it was because of cramming three Three villains in. Batman and Robin. What? Oh. There it is. Uh, yeah. So, here's the thing. I, I didn't really mean to go on a huge Sinister Six tangent. It's I think it's obvious that that's part of part of the plan in some capacity. Yep. But bring up if you bring up the image of the Spidermans, this is what we might be looking at right now because rumor has it that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in talks to being a part of this also. Which for some might be like, why, why, why? But for me, I'm like, that's actually kind of cool. I'm actually kind of down with this idea of having like the other two in this. I'll tell you why I'm even more down, and this is something I want to bring up that I don't feel like a lot of people are actually talking about. Mm-hmm. Sony is responsible for the animated Spider-Verse movie. Yes, which did fantastic. And it was. It was a fantastic movie. They did a great job with it. It was highly entertaining. One of the best Spider-Man movies we've had ever. Um, so... What I'm thinking now is they've already successfully done an animated Spider-Verse, but now they're wanting to bring that idea, an idea of a Spider-Verse into live action, which is why they're pulling in Doctor Strange as well. And why they kind of set up the idea or started getting audiences' minds jogging with it when Mysterio was like, I'm from the multiverse, even though he wasn't. 
he still brought into the idea of multiverse, and then we got J. Jonah Jameson. But does that multiverse actually exist? Uh, I, th- I, th- I think so. Based on what I'm seeing so far with how they're building this up, I believe the multiverse actually does exist. Especially because the next Doctor Strange movie is the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Yeah, the multiverse exists. And was did I read something wrong, or wasn't the uh, the Scarlet Witch show? WandaVision. It was supposed to feed into that, wasn't it? Uh, it's Her her storyline is going to feed into that because she's also going to be part of the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Uh, so what happens in that show, I think I believe, will tie into the next Doctor Strange movie. But what I am hoping for is that they bring in Toby, they bring in Andrew Garfield, but then they also bring in the animated universe. And this is what I'm trying to get at here, is that the animated Spider-Verse is part of this Spider-Verse. Which is insane, and I love the idea of it. And I'm just spitballing here. There's been but no confirmation how, or anything about that. Are you talking about, like, we're going to have an animated Miles Morales in a live-action movie? Like, everything is live-action except for Miles Morales. No, what I'm or saying... Or he crosses over and becomes a live-action. That's probably more than likely. What I'm saying is that the situation you have is that in some realities, the reality is animated looking. It's hmm. a multiverse. In some realities, it, within the MCU's multiverse, there are animated realities. Yeah. Um, and then others, it is just strictly live action. I need a picture. Like, where's that Charlie Day from? It's all uh, yeah, or whatever. Where he's doing the whole math, the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah. That that's where I'm at with this. I I love the idea of it because it's bonkers. It hasn't been done before. And I think it would be just one more, just one more stage where the MCU is like, look what we can do, and you're gonna come watch it, and you're gonna love it, and give us your money. Uh, that's almost kind of what I expect at this point. Is that th- one? They're they're already talking about doing a Spider Verse two anyway. So yeah. what if what if it story wise ties into? everything else that sony and and the mcu are doing with spider-man uh so they talk so people talk about how they want to see spider-man get his own like street level story and i get that i understand that i would love to see that as well but this idea is just kind of just so bonkers that i really just want to see how it plays out but have they earned that ability to do that to go like a live action Spider-Verse story. Here's the other thing. That's the question. Here's the contrast I'll put into it. Uh, lately, we've gotten news from uh, the DC Comics camp that the Flash movie is going to have like Michael Keaton. And like essentially, they're trying to b- c- combine all of the DC movies into yeah. the DCEU or whatever it wants to be called nowadays. Like, is this Marvel trying to do the same thing? That's kind of a point that I've brought up before in times when we've talked about this off camera, uh, is that Marvel built the cinematic universe. They perfected the cinematic universe, uh, Kevin Smith aside, and uh, <laughs> bring that one up. And uh, DC was like, cool. So we have a new idea. Every movie that we've ever made is part of our cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. And now I see Marvel and like going, cool, all the Spider-Mans that have been made before, they're part of the cinematic universe also. It's kind of the same idea, the same notion. 
so I have a theory because I'm not Matt Pat, but I have the a film theory. The film theory. I just wanted to do that. Yeah, it actually is fun, a lot of fun to do. Yeah. I do it at work when I'm talking to customers. Hi, welcome to the cable store I work at. What's going on? My name's Robert, and I have a film theory. Yeah, it, it's like, a lot of fun. I just need help with my cable. I just need to replace my router. <laughs> um, why is my bill so high? That's yeah, a common one at cable stores. Anyways, uh, so one of the ones that I've been thinking of is, if you remember uh, Spider-Verse. I do. That ended with the 2099 Spider-Man dropping into yeah. the 60s. As voiced by Oscar Isaac. Yeah, and they did Who the, would be a fantastic... Oscar Isaac, first and foremost, would be a fantastic Miguel O'Hara. But him dropping into the 60s Spider-Man meme of the, the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. Yeah. That might have been just a taste of the fact that while the Spider-Verse animated movie was meant to set up the Spider-Verse, everyone who had come to the movie, for example, Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Ham, everyone came in to the Spider-Verse world matching the house, the Spider-Verse, the Miles Morales universe, yeah. how it looked. Well, to a degree, Spider-Ham... Was still his own cartoon. No, he, he, was a cartoon. he was his own cartoon, but like <laughs> animation style wise, he looked like when Spider Man 2099 went to the 1960s Spider Man, yeah. he still, he, he didn't all of a sudden match the animation of the 1960s. He was still the nineteen or no did no he did he did match he it. did match the nineteen sixties. Well, my theory's completely off. Yeah, I don't know what tangent you were running on there, but I was thinking kind of like what you were saying is that like live action, uh, like they look animated in this universe, but if they came into the yeah, well, no, that would that would still hold water then. I'm just saying, Spider- if if they came into the live action, they would look live action, yeah. much like 2099 looked 1960s. Yeah, let me paint this picture for you. Spider-Man Noir comes out of the Spider Verse and into live action, and is played by Nicolas Cage. Makes complete sense. He voiced him. Yeah. Uh, want to see that? Absolutely, want to see that. Tom okay. Holland Spider-Man with Nicolas Cage Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, I, I want to see that. Can I get Brendan Myers as son? Color, Color out, out of space. Color it's out of now Spider-Man. streaming on Shutter.com. Uh, yeah, no. Garth is bringing up what I was saying. Spider Ham looked like a cartoon. Spider Man Noir was black and white. No, they did have their all their own. An- Spider Penny was animation. Yeah, they all had their own animation styles, but their animation styles were still within the were movie. S- were within the Spider Verse. Uh, the Spider Verse had this like choppy animation to it. Mm-hmm. But it, they still had their like design styles. Their design styles carried over yeah. into that choppy animation. So it's a little of both and. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that's the other thing is Spider Man. Spider Ham comes into reality. He's still a cartoon because he's a cartoon. Yeah. Anyway, I I want to see this. I think this is a an incredibly again incredibly bonkers idea, and I think it would I think I think it would work. It would work. It'd be crazy. There's a part of me that's like, like Sony is setting a bar at a certain level that they're trying to hit. And can you imagine real quick? Sorry. Can you imagine 
all like the Sinister Six plus it's like an iPhone. I imagine that <laughs> that you're gonna have more Sinister than Sinister Six Pro Max. You could potentially bring in uh more than six Spider Man villains at this point because there's just been so many. Uh they actually did that in the comics. Yeah. There's uh I forgot what it was called, but there was at one the point The Salacious Seven. No, at one point there was there was twelve of them, and I forgot what the weird terrible twelve. No, it was something way more like obscene. Sure. Not not obscene as in dirty, but like just an outrageous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but there was like twelve of them at so, one point. So let me paint another picture for you, real quick, and for you guys watching. Uh, you have what eight, nine, ten Spider-Man villains teamed up on one side of a battlefield. <laughs> And then on the other side of the battlefield, you see Lando Calrissian swoop in with all of the Spider-Mans from across the Spider-Verse and the live-action movies. And Peter Parker's standing there like, I don't know what to do. And it's like, hey, but you got all of us. We're here with you. And then they do the endgame run across the field. Now, picture that with a little less corn and cheese. But that's the idea that I see happening here is if they if they move forward with say the sinister six within this multiverse idea it seems like a a ton it seems like it seems incredibly nuts but you still have tom holland as the central focus just like captain america was still the central focus of civil war even though that was basically an avengers movie yeah you bring in all these other supporting spider-mans and they're going up against the sinister six essentially there's your movie Mm -hmm. can they make it work that depends solely on whether they actually are able to sign Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Because those, those, I think, are the linchpins to this idea. The the thing is, is look at it from an audience point of view. You look back at, like, Avengers Endgame, and when they brought in, at the end of Avengers Endgame, they brought in everybody. Everybody. Except with Black the ex- Widow. With, with, and Vision. Okay. Death. And with the exception of, like, say, the Netflix characters. Yeah, they're they're loosely part and of And Agents of Shield and yeah, But yeah. they brought in like everyone they could. But they earned that right. It didn't feel forced. Every which ten years, yeah. Here, here's the thing. Like you, you you see something like that, it feels like it would be forced. Uh and I I feel like that was a problem with the D C E U is they did like yeah, one, they, into they wanted one or two movies and they just jumped straight into Justice League. I was like, uh, you're forcing this team up already. I don't look at Justice League like movie quality aside, I don't look at Justice League as have earning that ability to have that team up yet, much like I do Avengers. Say Avengers, we already had an Iron Man, Thor, Captain yeah. America, a second Iron Man. Avengers uh, feels like incredible. a tentpole stake in the ground, whereas Justice League, I forget that it exists. Yeah. I mean, even uh, I brought up the Netflix ones. Yeah. Even that, you had a, a season of Daredevil, you had a season of Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, um, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. The Defenders. And then I think you had like another season of Daredevil. And, th- and then they gave you the defenders. Yeah. So like they had earned that right for that team up. Uh, DC did not. Just or uh, uh, Marvel had earned that right to do all those people in in game and Infinity War. They had earned the ability to have all of them team up because of how much work, how much effort they put into it. That's the thing with a Spider Verse like this. 
I feel like it might be a little over ambitious. Sony, is, uh, every time you have an iteration of Spider-Man, like the Tobey Maguire is its own franchise. Amazing Spider-Man Garfield is its own franchise. And now we've got a whole new franchise with Tom Holland. Yeah. And we're already trying to jump into, like, let's just combine them all and create all of this. Let's get the Sinister Six like we had planned to do already. I don't think you have earned that I'll, yet. I'll tell you how they possibly might have you are looking at them as their own individual franchises rather than the idea that they're all connected at this point or could be all connected Mm -hmm. and so they all should be viewed as one big franchise and if you look at it that way then yeah by those regards they have earned it because they've put in they've put in the multiple decades now worth of work over what the MCU's put in as far as one decade goes. So, but my definition of earning it is, say, for example, the MCU. Again, they earned it because they've had so many movies that have been good. Even the bad MCU movies are still, they're still entertaining. They're still worthy of rewatching multiple times. The previous one, Spider-Man 3, I mean, I'll rewatch it, yes, but I mean, I don't think it's anywhere near that good. Amazing Spider-Man Two, I'll well, rewatch you're talking, it. You're talking about earning it based on your own personal opinion. You've had, but the thing is, is my personal opinion is is an echo of like the general public's opinion on those movies. Sure. You have heard that Spider-Man Three is a. You yeah. have heard that Amazing Spider-Man Two is. So therefore, that's that's the argument I go based on. You've had two really good movies in the yeah. in the Tobey Maguire series. You had one pretty decent in Amazing Spider-Man, and you keep failing at these franchises. By the time you hit like that second, third movie, they haven't earned it because they can't sustain an individual I, franchise on its own. I see your opinionated argument there, and I raise you that the Thor: The Dark World, Iron Man Two, and Iron Man Three are considered by a lot of people also while we hold the opinion that they are all worth re-watching in terms of the mcu as a whole and a lot of people probably still will rewatch them there's a lot of people that will say that those movies are fart boxes yeah so it's the same for me it's the same argument for for the spider-man movies the spider-man franchise as a whole i i think that they have earned it in regard that they can do all of this stuff around a central focus on Tom Holland still. Now, keep in mind, here's the other aspect, too, is that Tom Holland's already fought Thanos. Spider-Man's already fought Thanos. What more do you do with a Spider-Man who's already fought Thanos? Do you go back to a street-level story with him for his third movie? Especially when the setup that you left at the end of the second one was that everybody knows who he is and they all think he's a murderer? Uh, that's gonna be kind of interesting where they go with no, that. No, you send you send a crew of malcontents after him. I used that term that term recently, so it's in my head. Um, <laughs> you send a group of malcontents after him to hunt him down. Grammar learning like on the fly. There you go. And the only way that he can actually beat six plus villains coming after him is if Doctor Strange steps in and pulls the Spider-Mans from alternate universes. Which you didn't need that in the comics, but I mean, that's an argument for like a comics fanatics, I guess. Yeah, but apparently the way they're still painting this Spider-Man is that he's not really going to be fully in an 
of himself on his own, even though he's apparently thought Thanos, he did it with a team of people still. Uh, he's not going to be the Spider-Man that who can stand on his own. He doesn't necessarily need anybody else until maybe after this movie. Yeah. And he's not pulling in the Avengers anymore because some of them are gone. Some of them are, are dead. They're, some of them are off. Who knows what? Some of them are off world. You can't contact them. He's going to go to Doctor Strange. He knows Doctor Strange now from Infinity War and Endgame. Help me. Okay, let's pull in some Spider-Mans from alternate universes. Yeah. Uh, so, real quick, I want to go into the chat. Uh, AJ Lancaster is saying, uh, Sup, y'all, I just got here. Can we start over? Okay, let's start over. Completely just kidding. Welcome on that to one. the tagline. This is the show where the tagline is the title. We are the Cine Fanatics. My name is Chris Adams. I'm not starting this over. I mean, come on. <laughs> AJ, go back from the beginning. <laughs> I just like the fact I have the ability to do that. So yeah. that was pretty funny. Uh, so we did make some announcements at the beginning, though, that you that you might be interested. We'll in, make so. some of those announcements again here in a second well, that's true because too. we're wrapping this up. Wrapping uh, it up. So, again, this has been a pretty, like, stacked show, so there's been a lot of news to cover. I'm eager to talk about this Spider-Man 3 as we get more information about it. As we get more information. (laughs) Garth, start over and pronounce Gal Gadot right this time around, Robert. there you go. (laughs) There's a reason to restart this. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Okay. So. Gal Gadot. Yeah. Bucket Crunder Dunder. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch? That's exactly what That's I what said. I heard. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm eager to hear more about this, and we will touch upon this whole, like, Spider-Verse thing as more information comes out. But, yeah, I mean, seemingly Doctor Strange is going to be the new mentor, even though there doesn't really need to be a mentor. But it all it all depends on what, what they're doing with the story. We need to find out what the story is, and then we can make rash judgments about whether or not they're being idiots. I I originally liked the idea that, yeah, I originally liked the idea what I first heard is that now that everyone knows that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, if they brought in, like, Craven the Hunter and they had Craven just hunting down Peter Parker for the third movie, that sounds fantastic. And I'm not a Craven fan. I'm not a huge fan of him. I just thought his character was just, eh. I'm just saying, you're you're missing out on utilizing Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, seriously. Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Craven? That's fantastic casting right there. Um I should so, be a casting director. Yeah. Um Hingle McCringleberry. <laughs> that's a uh, a name from Key and Peel's uh what do they whenever they do like the NFL players or whatever. Hingle mm-hmm. McCringleberry. That's awesome. Uh, just remember that she's not Bronson Pinchot. Okay. So that's, on, a, that's a name pull right on there. On Bronson Pinchot, you don't pronounce the T. On Gal Gadot, you do. Wasn't he in Step by Step? It's like a hairdresser. Yeah, he was the hairdresser at the end of, uh, like, the last season of Step by Step. He was also in Langoliers. He was in the Langoliers. Uh, the Langoliers was a fantastic Stephen King made-for-TV movie. You used the word with fantastic. With really bad special effects. Yeah. The movie itself, I thought, was really good, but the effects were terrible. By the way, side note plug, uh, the term Bucket Crunder Dunder comes from a YouTube channel called Pronunciation Manual. It's I've spent hours on that channel just crying, laughing. That channel is so funny. Uh, check it out. 
You're going to have to show me that because that one I'm not familiar with. Pronunciation mean? It's like nine second videos where they bring up oh, words. I, I think I have seen this. The guy's like, mm. so it's saying, Buck, it's saying Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch on the screen. He's like, bucket crunder dunder. <laughs> <laughs> the concept is so simple and it's hilarious. That's great. It's um, like easily bingeable because they're all like nine second videos. Yeah. Well, guess what I'm about to get lost in tonight, y'all. What a rabbit hole. Yeah. Anyways, um, so that's going to do it for the tagline this week and technically the tagline for last week also. Uh, so we're going to wrap this up. That's about white. Um, anyways, so. I'm better at beatboxing than that. Again, uh, touch upon some of the announcements we made earlier. Uh, his neck still sucks. He still has vertigo yeah, issues. Yeah, it does. Ow. Uh, so, if anyone would like to help him out, because he's going to have to endure a lot more doctor visits, uh, there is, in the chat, you'll see it, uh, there is streamlabs.com slash cinefanatics. Uh, feel free to donate there. Um, even though we're wrapping up now, even though we're wrapping up now, if y'all have any other questions, drop those in real quick. Cause we're again about to end this. So as usual, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything before we actually need to start plugs. So there's other shows that we do. Oh, as far as that goes, that's uh, a part of all the in, end all plugs. Uh, yeah. Cause everything else is a part of the plug. The Patreon, just as we said up top, we're doing two watch-alongs this month. One of them is actually public. One of, one of them is Patreon. The public one will be on Halloween. So everybody and anybody can come join us. We will be watching Halloween. You mentioned... Uh, uh, apparently, that- the film theorist, Matt Pat has a code. Uh, if you use film theory when signing up for Shutter.com, yeah. it'll give you 30 days of Shutter for free. Uh, in which that's the only place that Halloween, the original Halloween, is streaming right now. So if you're not signed up for Shutter, sign up for Shutter. Use Film Theory as the code if it still works. Get 30 days for free, and then come join us on Saturday, October yep. 31st. Because you're not trick or treating. You're not allowed to go outside and you're not going to a party. Yeah, you're not going to a party. Come hang out with us. Uh, again, he's not a fan of horror movies, and he has never seen this movie. And it's a classic, and it's going to be a lot of fun, so come yeah. join us for that. And then the other one, for our actual Patreon watch-along, uh, we will be watching Evil Dead, and by we, I mean... What do you mean, we? Not me, because I will be working that night, and it will be him and Andres, who was in the chat earlier, Andres Gallego. He will be jumping in and watching Evil Dead as our Patreon watch-along, which we are moving to the $5 tier open for everybody. More content coming to the $10 tier later yes so uh so we have plans as of right now though we want to open this up uh because we want you to come watch come join us it's the the watch alongs we have done have been a lot of fun yeah we want more people to come join us come hang out um and evil the evil dead the original 1981 is one of my favorite horror movies so it's gonna be a blast to do that movie what we're saying is if you're at the dollar tier if you're under the $5 tier right now, a couple more bucks and you can get to that $5 tier and watch Evil Evil Dead with this one and Andres Gallego on the 24th. So, yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Stay tuned for the exact time. It's probably going to be somewhere around 9 p.m. Central, but 
that time will will be nailed down. Anyway, later. sign up patreon.com slash Cinefanatics. Uh, I need to put one of those in here so I can just push a button for that as well. Yep. Anyways, come join us on there. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be a spooky good time. Yeah. Blah. Wow. I don't do horror. That's your Vincent Price. Blah. Yeah. I don't. That's that Vincent Price. That's That's not not Vincent Price. Price. That's more of just a generic Dracula. Blah. Yeah. I want to suck your blood. Uh. So. I'm trying to think what else we need to cover. We have. Twitter and Instagram handles that you can follow these and at Cinefanatics MLP to keep up with everything that we're doing in terms of anything, all the changes that we're making to Patreon. There are going to be a lot of changes coming to Patreon here. Garth says that was the count from Sesame one, Street. One, one bad Dracula impression. Ah, 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 ah. Two, two bad Dracula impressions. Ah, 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 ah. ah. There's no third person here. There's no here. third person here. So we can only count the two. Lola's passed out, so she's not doing an impression. Is she on the couch? Yeah, she's over there. <laughs> she's passed out. Anyway, uh, no more plugs? That's it for most of the plugs, I believe. Any, uh, any questions? Come join us uh, on this channel. Subscribe to this channel. Oh. You can join us replay. for the Schmodown replay. There this is. is where we play along with the Schmodown, where we'll be answering trivia questions with them. It's a lot of fun. And we get special guests on there. Uh, one of our last ones. you haven't seen it yet, you need to watch it. We had Tom Ryman. Who? I think he's I think he's Tom. I think he actually is Tom. I think he actually is Tom. Yeah, Tom Ryman was joining us for our last one, which was fantastic because he hasn't been on any of the Schmodown after shows yet. So the fact that we had him on there and he was kind of dishing out on how he came to the character how he operates the character and is still able to be a master at trivia. It was a fantastic time. That is one of my favorite episodes we've done of that so far, just because of that insight. It was an absolute blast to kind of hear that from directly from him and and how he does all that. So Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen that episode of Shmoe and Replay, it's up on the channel now and it's worth watching. Yeah. Uh, Just good things all around on that one. Uh, Anyways, uh, we got more stuff that's going to be coming to Patreon pretty soon, so make sure you sign up for that. We need to figure out Shmodown Replay for this week. Thursday, I believe, we're doing one. And then Friday is both a Shmodown episode and the Shmodown Throwdown. So we might end up doing the Friday Shmodown Replay on Saturday this week. I guess. Something like that. Stay tuned. We will figure this out. He hasn't been home all day, so I haven't been able to talk to him about it. We will figure this out. I'm out of whiskey. Eh, you don't need it. <laughs> Probably better you don't, actually. Um. Anyways, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, follow us Twitter, Instagram, Cinefanatics, MLP. I know you mentioned that earlier, but that. like, yeah. follow us again there. This show has more endings than Lord of the Rings Return of the King. <laughs> anyways... That's going to do it for tonight. We ready to roll the bean footage? Do the thing. There's no beans in this bean footage, but I do like saying that just because I love the commercials. Anyways, that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you all for watching the tagline. We will see you all again next Tuesday night for more movie news, should some develop by then. Uh, Thank you all for watching. You all all have a great night. Thank you for hanging out in the chat. We will see you all later. See ya. Bye.